Hey guys, welcome back to Pinnit Underrated. You know our names, and this is an impromptu um, recording. This is not scheduled. Usually we're every fortnight, you know, but we've gone off the rails, off the schedule. A bit rogue. A bit rogue, yeah. And today we're just going to be talking about everything because we are angry. And if you want, if you're here to be coddled, if you're here to for some PC content, now is your time to leave. We are giving you the opportunity. This is not what this is. I've been having a lot of discourse today specifically with boys mm-hmm. more than i would like to i'm not happy about it um and i'm pretty fueled up right now pretty can you tell <laughs> i'm pretty angry can you tell can you tell can you hear the shaking in our voices oh, honestly um this is it um we are talking about sexual assault rape indifference of every single man in our lives towards it and the absolutely pathetic response we've got from boys and supposed men about the tragic news of sarah everard If you don't know what happened to Sarah, she was walking home and was murdered by a police officer. And I think, obviously, it's great that we're getting the coverage on this because Mm -hmm. it's a very, very common issue. But I think people are seeing it as kind of like a one-off. And it's making women's fear of, you know, walking alone late at night seem irrational. Not because, which you'd think would have the opposite effect because, you know, you think, oh, look, here's the evidence. This is happening specifically at the hands of a police officer. Mm -hmm. But no, people seem to think like, oh, it's a one-off. It's just, it's happened once, get over it. Like, not all men. Um, And I think it's what we're going to talk about today is this hashtag not all men, how problematic it is, and just belittling. I feel like I've regressed about 10 years in the space of 24 hours. I genuinely thought we were beyond the point of people victimising themselves in an argument that doesn't concern them at all, but here we are. Yeah, I've honestly just... I'm, I feel like so tired of having to explain to men, not men, not men, boys, why why we're afraid. You kind of feel like in order to be able to express the way you feel, you have to validate and prove that you're mm. allowed to feel this way. Whereas you get belittled when you say that you're afraid of men. You get belittled when you say you're afraid to walk at night. You get belittled, you get belittled, you get belittled. But these fears are so valid. And things such as the tragic case of Sarah Everard just drum this closer and closer to home. And even as a 15-year-old girl living in the UK, which is probably one of the safer places for me to be living in the world, I am, I'm not going to lie, I'm afraid. I'm terrified. And this isn't just some irrational fear. I mean, here we are. I'm, look, at, look at me, contradicting everything you've just said. Let me just quickly prove Charlotte's very real and valid fear by showing you a statistic. 77% of our listeners are afraid of men and I can guarantee you the majority of the 23% that said no are men. I looked at it and there are very very many men amongst that statistic Um, but this isn't just um, an isolated statistic within our listeners from our Instagram account. In a recent government survey 97% of women have been harassed, sexually harassed. If you think degrading women and treating them in this way is a one-off you are absolutely out of your mind. If the statistic doesn't prove it to you then I don't know what will. (sighs) To be honest, what I've noticed is the lack of empathy... I'm going to talk about specifically catcalling here. Is the lack of empathy I get from boys. It's because I think, I think why we get such a disparity between what men are experiencing and what females are experiencing is because men kind of... There is like such a huge compliment gap. I'm going to call it a compliment gap. Mm -hmm. Um, Where basically women are over-sexualized to the point where like when we understand that when we're being yelled obscenities across the street it's not a compliment like it's it's disgusting it's creepy it's scary whereas boys i feel like you know when when you see comments on people's instagram posts like you don't get like oh my god you look great here like you look so fit like whatever like it's just 
it's you know they don't really get complimented as much so i feel like mm-hmm. whenever i speak to boys and i say how would you feel if someone yelled this out across like yelled this at you across the street they're always like yeah that's great i would love that because they never get complimented so it's really hard for them to imagine us you know because they think oh my god look at that they're getting the attention that i never get why shouldn't they be happy about that and why shouldn't i be doing that surely that should make them feel better about themselves also they're unable to place catcalling into the perspective of genuine fear because to them they don't have the fear on a, on a large scale anyway they don't have the fear of being raped and murdered which is something very tied into any sort of harassment that you experience as a woman i mean you're painfully aware that you could be the one in five women in the uk that's going to be raped and there's a high chance that you are that's a really low statistic and it's just an ever-present thing in your mind that until you feel that yourself i don't think you can fully understand and let's be completely crystal clear here i'm not angry at men because they don't understand because they were born that way you know you don't have the first-hand experience i'm not going to expect you to be able to completely empathize with me but when you shut me down when you silence me and when you stop listening to me when i'm trying to tell you the stuff that you're not going to know i I know that you're going to know it so let me tell you but when you don't want to hear it that's when there's a problem or even worse is when you weaponize men's struggles Mm. and then use it to silence women like you were saying like i was obviously speaking to people about it today um and they were saying like well do you know what men have it a lot oh i'm so sick of this conversation i'm just so sick it just seems so primitive why are we having this conversation over and over again but i'll talk about it anyway right so this guy says to me guys have it worse in so many other situations and i was like okay well statistically they don't have it worse with rape Mm -hmm. but what do they have it worse in and he goes they don't get children in custody (laughs) they have higher suicide rates and in general like less understanding of you know their mental health and i'm so sick of having to explain that you cannot bring up men's mental health every single time women want to talk about something. And he goes to me, you don't even care. You're a feminist. Thought you wanted equality. Why don't you care about our mental health? Mate, I am talking about women getting murdered and raped here. And suddenly you, somehow you've made it about yourself. Somehow me saying, oh, our fear of men is based off the fact that one in five women are um, raped. Um, you know, there's a very high chance that, you know, we're going to get killed on the street by police officers Mm. people put in place to protect us and that hurts your feelings that that puts you in a depressive state because i told you oh the reason not all men is damaging is because you're belittling the fact that we don't have the luxury to think not all men we don't have the luxury to assume that every single man has good intentions and while i'm sure i i do think that men do have good intentions i understand that i think a lot of men do have good intentions but i just do not have the luxury to be walking around thinking that every single man has his best interest for me because they don't Unless you are constantly proving to me that you're not a threat to me, why would I assume otherwise? It's literally in the interest of my safety to assume that I've got to be wary of you because often I do. Unless you are actually doing anything, you are part of the problem. If your intentions are good and you're doing nothing versus another person's intentions are bad and they're doing nothing, don't you understand that you're on exactly the same level? If you actually care, which you don't, because this is just inconvenient for you, isn't it? If you actually cared, you would do something, you would say something, you would help um, stop the spread of rape culture, you would have conversations with your friends, you would talk to the women in your life. If you actually cared, you'd be doing any of that. But let's be real, you don't care because all you are doing is belittling the women that are trying, trying to tell you that they live their lives in fear. If you genuinely cared, you'd listen, but you don't. 
and then you use and then you use men's issues your own issues that you seem to be advocating for to silence us how like how counterproductive is that how counterproductive is that it just no one is winning you're not winning because you're making us see your mental health less seriously by using it to silence us we're not winning because you're continuing to silence us so what is the point what are you doing here is it because you feel threatened? Because the only person who should get defensive when we say, oh, we're wary that men might be rapists, are rapists. Mm. And if you do, then I don't trust you. Why should I want, like, I do not feel comfortable around you if you suddenly will get all defensive when I say, oh, like, I have to carry my keys in my hands when I'm walking. Like, um, you know, I, I'm conscious of the fact that if my skirt is slightly too short, some man might grab my ass. How is your mental health linked to that in any way? Unless you are the perpetrator of that. All you are doing is trying to delegitimize the very real struggles that women face on a daily basis. And I feel like I'm a broken record saying this. Yeah. We know that men are affected by patriarchy. We understand that. We've said that so many times. We know that So help us. Yeah. So, so help us. Help us dismantle this. If it's if you're if you're in agreement that it's so harmful to everyone involved, then let's stop perpetuating ideas that contribute to it. And that's the thing, when men say, oh, you know, my mental health is bad, I don't get enough in divorce settlements, that is not because of angry feminists, that is because of other men. Mm -hmm. And I've said this before, it's not because the evil feminists said that sensitive men are unattractive, it comes from men constantly discrediting women's thoughts and opinions by saying, you know, they're just too emotional, or it must be that time of the month, and then as a result, men are societally trained to constantly repress their emotions, or risk undermining the, their oppression of women you not being men having higher suicide rates is not because women said i don't really like men that show their emotions no i no i don't like it it's because other men in your life told you that if you cried you were like a girl and if you showed any kind of emotion it was gay like i don't understand how you're pinning this on us the unintentional repression of men is a side effect of the oppression of women so please please i'm so sick of the argument of men have it just as bad or men have it worse if you are not doing everything you can to actively dismantle the patriarchy as a whole and working with us rather than some gender war I think what a lot of men fail to understand is that every day is International Men's Day. Every day works in your favour. Society has been constructed in your favour by men for men. This is a very simple concept and I feel like I'm having to dumb it down a lot. But it's fundamental that you understand that society operates in your favour. I mean, we're just putting this into perspective of everyday sexism. But beyond that, on like a systemic level, you understand that there are more CEOs named John than female CEOs altogether. Stuff like that. Like, why are you trying to make yourself a victim of a narrative that doesn't even involve you being a victim? And I guess people turn that around in its head and they say like, oh, well, that's contradictory to the fact that you just said that, um, you know, men have it harder to gain custody of children. And obviously within this conversation, that doesn't even concern men, but somehow they've been brought into it with their own things. But I'm not saying they don't have issues. No one is saying men do not have issues. We're just saying they are not oppressed with the systems that they created. It's their system that they built, which oppresses women but represses men so the patriarchal idea that women are natural caregivers has both the result that women do 75 percent of unpaid care work and also that men don't get custody of their children but this was a system to keep women down but somehow now that it's backfiring on you it's a very very convenient argument it is not the result of feminists or women fighting for their rights that men find it harder for them to gain custody of children. It's the idea that women should be given care and women should always be looking after the children. It was a system inflicted by other men. 
men aren't biologically more aggressive than us. There is no, there is no reason for this to be the way of operation. You know, the num- scientifically, the number one, the number one cause of aggression is environment, right? We completely understand that. That's fundamental to understanding that the way you've brought up, the, the privileges you have, the way you view the world is because you're a product of a certain environment and that environment is patriarchy and if you cannot understand that then I'm sorry but there's no point having this conversation because you are unwilling to recognise something very obvious. I think some men find it so hard to understand that you kind of have to resort to using things like analogies as if they're children. Oh my god yes okay so I had a great one the other day I was talking about it with my friend um, kind of comparing men to bees and their whole argument against hashtag not all men and why we do have to be cautious of all men and it's sort of the fact that um while we don't expect every single bee to sting us, we are still cautious around bees because we know at some point they might. And the probability of a bee stinging is actually ridiculously low. It's like one in a million or one in a hundred thousand, something like that. Um, but yet we still we still keep our distance. We don't aggravate the bees because at some point that bee might sting us. But the difference is the likelihood of a woman being assaulted is one in five versus one in a million. So you can understand why we have that hesitation towards trusting men. It's a one in five chance of us being brutally stung, but it's a 97% chance of us being harassed, if you remember the statistics from earlier. So it's fundamental that you understand that if you are a woman, you are probably going to be affected negatively by men at many, many points in your life. And this is a completely valid fear. And I'm I'm not sorry that it makes you uncomfortable, because if that's what it takes for you to recognise that it's terrifying and that you need to be doing as much as you can to make women feel comfortable, then that's what it takes. Oh my God, we were having this discussion in a chemistry class um, you know, after our exams, we were just chatting, sitting in a circle, and um, ham- I don't know, the majority of the class were girls, and there was a couple of boys. One boy was getting involved, kind of chatting about it, trying to understand, do better, mm-hmm. and then one boy was sitting at the back of the classroom, he had his, like, hands plugged into his ears, and I was like, hey, like, is this uncomfortable for you? Is is this hurting your ego? Why Why are you not listening? And he was like, oh, I don't really want to talk about it right now, like, I just, Whatever. it's kind of like... Oh, just ever like I don't like I don't really want to discuss it. Like it's just kind of, you know, annoying. Is oh. it annoying for you to listen oh. to? I'm so sorry. Well, it's fucking annoying for us to witness and experience. I'm sorry that it's so uncomfortable hearing girls detail their multiple stories where they felt uncomfortable at the hands of men. But I'll tell you what, it's probably more uncomfortable to the one on the receiving end of this. And you know that this happens. And putting your fingers in your ears and plugging off the world is just initiating your bubble further. And this is further proof that you just don't care. Can you imagine? Oh, I don't want to hear about that right now, actually. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sick of it. Also, the language you use surrounding these issues is so important because we speak so passively about them. Yeah, exactly. It's almost victim blaming. Um, And actually, there was a TED talk by Jackson Katz. And the TED talk is called Violence Against Women. It's a men's issue. And basically, he says, we talk about how many women were raped last year, not about how many men raped women. We talk about how many girls in a school district were harassed last year, not about how many boys harassed girls. So you can see how the use of this passive language has a political effect it shifts the focus of men and boys onto girls and women even the term violence against women is problematic it's a passive construction there's no active agent in the sentence it's a bad thing that happens to women it's a bad thing that happens to women but when you look at that term violence against women nobody is doing it to them it just happens men aren't even a part of it um it completely removes the accountability from from boys and then when boys hear this kind of language they're thinking well i'm not raping women i'm not harassing women so why should i like why is my behavior having to change 
Um, but we have to change our behaviour on a daily basis. We have to be sure that we're not walking alone in the dark. We have to be sure to have our, you know, someone that we can call and make sure like they have our location. We have to make sure we're carrying keys in our hands. We have to make sure that we're carrying rape alarms so we're not getting raped. Just to put this into perspective, we did a poll on our Instagram stories, which was um, people perceived as female, how do you alter your behaviour around men? And some of the responses we've got is just, I always alter my behaviour. You get chills down your spine, making sure there's not much skin showing, turn your volume down or don't wear headphones, have your hair out of reach, keys in between your fingers, cross the street, pretend you're on the phone to a man, be immensely cautious, change your personality to be more accommodating and attractive, do not walk alone at night, I feel physically uncomfortable every time you encounter a man. This is probably, we've had about 30 or 40 responses, this is me just summarising because they all say very similar things and even though we don't owe you any explanation, a lot of the time you feel like you have to resort to personal anecdotes to put it into perspective, such as the multiple stories of us being catcalled, the occasions on which that happened, the ways that men have interacted with us. I mean, we're 15, we have a collection of stories, you know what, we're 15. Also, even more disgusting, the majority of my catcalls were from ages 12 to 14. Yeah, literally. My first was 12, and I think the most frequent age for catcalling was about 13 to 14. That was my window. Yeah. Also, I want to quickly go back to that point about having not having your hair up, um, because basically that, that, came from, that tip came from when they did interviews with actual rapists who were convicted, um, and they said, oh, I always go for girls who have their hair up because it's much easier to grab. Mm-hmm. How does, like, can, like, that's what we're thinking about when we leave the house. Let's not tie our hair up so a man can't grab us by our hair and drag us away. This lends on to the, another question that we asked, which was just, do you feel afraid of men? 76% of our followers said yes. 76% of our followers are afraid of men. And I would class both of us amongst that statistic. And that goes back to the bee analogy. Although, okay, basically, I was talking about this analogy with a guy, not a friend, just a guy. And uh, <laughs> I was about to say guy friend, so that's a corrector. Um, but he said, well, you've likened us to bees. Like, we're not animals. You fucking act like animals. <laughs> and the thing is, like, either the narrative is, you know, oh, men, you know, they have these impulses. They can't control them. It's re- I mean, it's really not their fault. Um, you know, there's nothing they do, do to stop themselves. It's just in their nature. It's just how they are. In which case, you've clearly made the argument that no man should ever be in a position of authority. But if you're saying you're not like animals and you can control yourself, then you're lending yourself to the argument that violence is a learnt behaviour, something that you inherit from other men. In which case, as a gender, you need to be constantly doing the work to unlearn those behaviours and hold each other accountable. Because if you're not, then yeah, we're going to compare you to bees and sharks and dogs because that is how you're acting. Men are responsible for, I think it's 90% of the world's violent crime and 98% of the world's sexually violent crimes. Those are the only two possible reasons for that. It's a learnt behaviour or it's in your nature. Pick a script and stick to it. I'm literally sitting here shaking right now because of the the passion that's literally coursing through (laughs) my veins. I don't think you... Something that I really reject is the notion that in order to address a problem, like, objectively and level-headedly, you have to be calm. 
because mm. I'm not calm. I'm very, very angry. And I wish as a society we would normalise showing anger more. I mean, that's kind of the selling point of our podcast. We get a little <laughs> bit angry at the world, but this is not a little bit angry. I'm furious. I'm furious that we're still having these conversations. And I'm furious that I, as a 15-year-old, have to go through this emotional labour for you to maybe... <laughs> for You might not even open your eyes, but on the off chance that you might decide to listen to us. And it's fucking ludicrous to suggest that given the current climate, given the tragic loss of Sarah Everard, given the high, high statistics and given my personal experiences, that I should just sit and accept it. That is fucking ludicrous. And I hope you understand that there is no way in earth I'm going to react to scary things in a calm way. And if you do, if that's the way you process it, then good on you. But you've got to understand that it is justified anger. And I think we need more of this anger if we're going to make any sort of change. The thing is, I've had so many disgusting messages being like, just stay inside then. Like, oh, obviously I literally they're had jokes. About listen, listen. Obviously they're jokes. We get that they're jokes. But to you, or like the, even the debates and the discourse, and this is what like this is what actually makes me really angry, is the fact that men can use, you know, these the suicide statistics, they can use the divorce statistics, they can say jokes like, stay inside, whatever, d- just carry a knife. Um, and that that's it for them. That That's their debate, that's their discourse, that's their little bit of fun, that's their joke. And they get to move on with their lives. And we have to continue altering our behaviour because they can't do it for our safety. And and like that that is just what infuriates me is the fact they just get to live their lives. And I feel like, how is that fair? They just get to make these jokes, make these claims, make these arguments, get me like wound up and then just live their life. How is that fair? And then we have to go about not being able to walk at night, not being able to go for runs at night, you know, having to carry alarms with us, having to do all of these things to accommodate for men's violent behaviour. We literally asked our followers, what would you do as someone who's perceived as female if you knew there was no risk involved? And it's really heartbreaking. I'd go out at night alone, go on a walk at night, take shortcuts in the dark, go out at night for runs. I'm sure you can see a theme here. Go outside at night, walk in remote areas, wear what I want to wear. Wear what I want to wear, I'd be so much more chilled. Wear what I want, be out late. Be myself in general, I wouldn't have to fear bullying. Make new friends in public places. Can you not see how society is just inherently unsafe for women? When you've got... The majority of these responses were from young women. Young women are just... They just completely understand that being themselves and doing what they want to do is a fantasy. And that's something they're never going to experience. Isn't it interesting that it's all in the dark? Yeah. How how much of a coward do you have to be to do all of your assaulting in the dark? Do it in do- broad daylight. Go on, do it. Why do you have to do it in the dark? Can it not just stay consistent? If you're going to assault and murder us, can you do it consistently? Why are you hiding in the dark? I'm just seeing a theme here. I'm not happy about it. I think... A lot of people aren't going to take this from us because we're, you know, hysterical young women. So let me read you a post from the account A Male Feminist on Instagram, who (laughs) I've been enjoying following recently. Um, This is in his words. I don't like the hashtag not all men hashtag. It's three letters too long. All men have responsibility. All men can and should do more. All men who refuse to condemn the violence and abuse perpetrated by other men for fear that they might look bad or face reprisal for standing up and being a decent person are fucking cowards. When 90% of homicides are committed by men, you don't get to say not all men. When fathers, brothers, friends, strangers and even police officers are the ones committing these acts, you don't get to say not all men. Now, I know I'm just some sink cuck virgin soft boy who only cares about the suffering of people because I'm desperate for female attention, but at least I'm not defending fucking rapists and killers. 
And that's the thing. I was um, talking to a guy today. Another one. I know. It's just been a bit overwhelming today. I can't lie. But basically, we were talking. And the thing is, this didn't even start off as a debate. We were having a great conversation. He was congratulating us on this article that we'd got into as a podcast. Um, he was saying, oh, you know, well done. That's great. Um, and we were talking about some people. And he was saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm not really friends with him. He's a bit of a creep. And I was like, oh, but he's friends with this other guy. I think he's all right. And he was like, oh, no, he's also done some stuff. And I was like, what do you mean some stuff? And he was like, oh, I'm not going to bait him. I was like, what do you mean bait? Do you mean he sexually assaulted people? And he was like, yeah, but like, I don't want to like bait him out. And I was like, You're, what? Sorry, what? And he was like, yeah, like I could definitely get him expelled. And I was like, do, I, are you, I, I'm literally at a loss for words. Like you're telling me, you know, your friend, like your friend, you're like choosing to be friends with this guy. And you know, he's like sexually assaulted someone. And I said, okay, well, what is the double standard here? How come you're not friends with the other guy? And he was like, oh, he's just a bit weird. And I was like, is it because the other guy's more popular, more funny, more fit, and so he gets away with it? And he was like, yeah, kinda. What? Is that, I, mean, I mean, what? Is that not completely illustrative of the fact that men don't care because they don't have to? They don't care that they have the power to save many girls from having to experience the same thing that this, this, this boy inflicted upon another girl. They don't care. I think that was quite a hard pill to swallow, but it's fundamental to understand that if you are a man, we're going to assume that you don't care because quite frankly, what have we got to believe otherwise? If you don't show me that you're constantly doing yeah. the work to accommodate my fear and make me feel safe, then why would I assume that you're not going to hurt me? Because, you know, statistically, you probably are. The thing is, when I say that, a lot of people are like, well, why should I have to change my behaviour? I haven't done the thing, you know? But we have to all the time. So just help us out. Help us out. You're supposedly, you know, you're the one saying, well, I don't want to be generalised. Okay, then change the narrative. Mm -hmm. Do better. Put your friends in your in their place. Otherwise, you're just as bad as them. I see him now. He's he's a rapist to me. Mm -hmm. If you're if you're holding up this guy's actions and not saying anything because, oh, it's the bro code, like, oh, I don't want to bait him. You're just as bad as him. It's abhorrent. It's disgusting. It makes me feel physically ill. I don't understand how you have no self-awareness. I think that's something that's been really baffling to me when I've been addressing this topic of conversation. It's the fact that we accept that you don't have the first-hand experience, so it's going to be harder for you to empathise and put it into perspective. But some people are genuine. Most people, most men are completely unaware and I would say most of them are unaware by choice you know willful ignorance live in your bubble shut your eyes whatever mm -hmm. but there is just a complete lack of awareness and so you know women are going through this extreme emotional labor right now extending the hand telling you telling you step-by-step -step guides of how you can make <laughs> them feel less afraid and what are you doing? Ignoring them. These women are telling you all they're saying is cross the street so you don't walk behind me pretend to be on the phone if I look really scared don't approach me unless you really have to have conversations with your friends to disrupt the perpetuation of rape culture this is what they're telling you they're literally making it easy for you they're giving you a step-by-step -step guide but you don't care and that's the thing once this conversation was basically over I was basically saying like okay well you should say something that's the right thing to do he was like I was oh, basically I said you should say something it's the right thing to do otherwise you know you might stop this guy traumatizing other girls and he goes like, yeah, deep, 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 deep. Yeah, it's fucking deep. So do something. And he's like, nah, nah. Oh my. Imagine you just get to walk around knowing this. I'm going to school with this guy. Mm -hmm. And 
he's just he we just walking around and there's literally rapists next to us how am i supposed to feel safe then when i literally know this guy has sexually assaulted people and i have to sit next to him maths what it just feels like such a violation because there is such a normalization today of of i i see this in teenage boys because i'm speaking from the perspective of a teenage girl there's such allowance for them to make their mistakes in quotation marks and just completely use women's use women's emotions and experiences at their complete disposal but it's okay because they just made a mistake and they won't do it again it's not okay you don't understand or dare to comprehend the damage that you are causing not only to the woman you've affected but the woman you're going to affect by the perpetuation of this culture i think there's also a misconception that unless you're a rapist you're not part of the problem that is fundamentally untrue if you are sending random pictures of your willy to people that don't want to see it you're sexually harassing them okay you are sexually harassing them if you are sending them sexual texts or messages online when they don't want to you are sexually harassing them let alone if you're sharing their nudes god almighty that's distributing child pornography we got a great message from someone um on our dms saying um you know when people say sexual harassment, lots of people think creepy old men, but it's not. I've been asked for news countless times over and over again, which I would consider harassment. No, it is. It is harassment. Um, this was happening when they were 13 or 14 years old. They don't understand what they're doing is harassment and they need to be educated. That's completely true. And I think this is a, one of the many ways the school system falls completely short. The only thing I've been taught within the PSHE curriculum, it's not even its not even a main thing, it's just shoved into PSHE a little bit. The only thing that I've been taught is don't send pictures of your boobs because boys might show them to each other. There's not yeah. any emphasis on you need to respect people's privacy and you need to respect people's trust. There's no emphasis on you distributing these images as a criminal offence. There is no emphasis on the, the actions of the boys it's placing all of the blame onto primarily the girls who are the ones that usually end up sending the news in modern culture so to wrap this all up into a lovely little bow we asked the polls on our story do you feel like the men in your life care about sexism or your fears and concerns and 68 percent of people said no 68 percent of people don't think anyone cares about the struggles that they face on a daily basis we asked our followers to expand and someone said they have no understanding of the education on how women or girls feel um the older generations need to be more sexist and the long younger less mature, which I do agree with. Dress coding is a big one. You know, again, victim blaming girls for having people view their body in a certain way. Oh my gosh, this is a bit of a tangent, but I know at our school there's a massive thing about you can't wear leggings, you have to wear tracksuit bottoms over the top. And now, are we talking about the same item of clothing here? You know, leggings completely cover your body. There is no skin on show. But when multiple teachers are telling you that your body is a sexual liability, not only to your fellow peers, but to your teachers. Yeah, that's what I've been told. Literally, I've had... I know this is a stereotype, but I cannot stress to you that I've had multiple teachers say to my face that it's a distraction for male teachers. I've had people say that to me. That's the thing. You know, we've spoken about this before. We've spoken about rape culture. But it just shows that like, it, it starts in a place that's supposed to be a safe place. Like school is supposed to be a safe place. And we're being told our bodies might make teachers uncomfortable. Our, ch our child bodies might make teachers uncomfortable. And the thing is, like, it's interesting how there's such a double standard. I've, and we were saying how, like, you know, with the skirts, we can't wear skirts that are basically are above our knees. But our skorts, as in our tent, like our sports skorts, are literally up our bums. They really are. But 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 we're playing sports, so it's okay then. So it's okay then. And it just shows how, like, instead of saying, oh, teachers who are made uncomfortable or might be tempted to do anything by seeing the shape of a child's bottom half, 
shouldn't be working in schools, we're saying, actually, let's make them comfortable. Girls, cover up. And then how does that progress into later life? Then when girls are getting harassed on the streets, they're thinking, it was my fault, I didn't cover up, because I, sh- I was told at school, I was told at a young age, this makes people uncomfortable, this makes people tempted, I sh- that was my fault. And then just victim blame, victim blame, victim blaming, victim blaming after another and another and another through every part of our lives since literally primary school. How is that all right? And for the record, I'm just going to say it now in case you are in any doubt, which you absolutely shouldn't be. What you wear has nothing to do with the way you are treated. I've been catcalled in a crop top and a short skirt. I've been catcalled in full tracksuit. There is absolutely Mm. no difference. Be in no doubt that it is about men establishing a power dynamic even further than what already exists and seeing young girls as a perfect target for that. Another way I've seen men centering the narrative around themselves recently, even within the past few days, is by ridiculing the idea of a 6pm curfew. So what happened was there was a Green Party politician who in an address jokingly, sarcastically suggested a 6pm curfew for men to illustrate the point that if men were to have their actions dictated by a law or a rule, they would feel extremely oppressed and uncomfortable. And the complete outrage that she was met with completely illustrated her point. Men saying it was a violation of their human rights. And and, 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 and over something so, like, hypothetical. Obviously. Just so obviously. You cannot put a 6pm curfew on half of the population. But the response was defence, anger, aggression, any sort of thought of changing their behaviour. And the thing is... They're thinking, oh, my human rights are being infringed upon with the 6pm curfew because of the law. It's being, it's, you know, it's being enforced by that law. We have a 6pm curfew, but that's enforced by fear. It's not enforced by the law, but it's there for us. And can I also stress the fact that our 6pm curfew is out of fear of not dying. Their 6pm curfew was hypothetically to protect women. But even hypothetically, <laughs> they don't want to alter their behaviour because that's too inconvenient. The way I've seen so many people absolutely outraged, so many men ranting on their stories and really... By the way, if the only thing you've said on your social media surrounding this issue is that it's just ridiculing or delegitimising the arguments of women, then you're an awful person. You are literally scum. I'm really sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> oh, can I say another thing about scum? Yeah. Um. Obviously, I've been having a lot of discourse about this, specifically with men. Boys, sorry, should not be calling them men. They're not men. And... Far, far too often I've had to use the argument of it could have been your mother, it could have been your sister, it could have been your daughter, it could have been your friend, it could have... If I have to use that argument on you, you are so, so pathetic and I have lost all kind of respect for you. Imagine, it's not enough. They have to, like, it has to be someone they know. Because otherwise, how could they ever think, oh, that's a problem. It's so, I mean, it's just, you are pathetic. Scum. Scum, scum, scum. If you are only able to exercise empathy when it's in the perspective of someone you have respect for, number one, that's a tad Freudian. And number two, I think so lowly of you. Yeah. I can't... (laughs) It's a bit Freudian though, isn't it? Because uh, because unless unless you have respect for a woman, or you know them personally, they are an object to you. And we've discussed this before. I don't know what episode we discussed this on. Maybe it was was feminism. It was in Feminism, the girl power one. Yeah, and we talked about how every single boy recently has been proving Freud's theory, right, of the (laughs) Madonna whore complex. But it's just crazy how it's like, it's a very common thread at this point. I think we've said everything that we needed to say, but I just want to reiterate the point that we are not here to pander to your ego. And if your ego needs to be hurt for you to understand that women are fundamentally scared for their lives, then so be it. So as we've ended off on a cheery note, we just want to say we've been included in an article for 2021's Roundup, um, you know, best podcast of the month. Woo! 
Thank you to Digital you. Trends for putting us into your article. It's the first time we've had some ex- real external recognition of this podcast, and it's very exciting, and we cannot wait to bring you more content for the future. So keep interacting on our Instagram, Opinionated and Underrated. Follow the rest of our social medias in the description, and thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in a fortnight, guys. Bye. Bye.